to another episode of We Did That Shit Podcast, where we talk about who did some shit, how we got through some shit, and what we learned from shit. I'm Maya. And I'm the B. Podcast family, we appreciate your support. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and tell us what you think. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. What's up, Maya? Hey. What's, What's going on? Girl, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> we always laughing. I know one thing. Always. I'm trying to catch up on some rest. Girl, I, I don't know. I think I'm getting old. <laughs> I definitely am getting old. I said them late nights, that four or five o'clock, getting yes. up at nine, doing it all over again is getting to me. I know. And you know what else I thought about? This is fat as hell. Like we still really didn't eat. Like we really went there. <laughs> is it me? Or are we going to New Orleans and just not, not eating? And eating? I, mean, I, I don't understand. What? But we had a good time though. We had a great we time. We had a good time. New Orleans is a great city, and it was crazy. This is the first time that we had been there without it being essence. Right. And we had such a good time in the city. We sure did. Everybody, how about everybody was asking us where to go, what to do? Like, you know, like we was natives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's because your cousin kept saying, you know, they come every year. <laughs> right. Yeah, they they. <laughs> and the, and the funny thing was, we was telling them where to go. Oh, you gotta yeah. make sure you do this. Gotta make sure mm-hmm. you do that. I wonder if they went mm-hmm. to Willie so Mays. It was a good time. I know, but I'm telling you, I went back to work like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> tired as hell. But you know how at your job, there's always that one person that just irks your soul. Just like mm-hmm. like every time you see them, mm-hmm. you just want to smash their tray in their face. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. mine is on vacation this week, so I mean, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm woo, woo. exactly. I'm coming to work early, getting stuff done, mm-hmm. asking people if they need help with something, staying late to <laughs> right. do a project. I mean, I'm just doing it. Just in a good mood. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I mean, I know tsunamis are bad, but if the Lord can just send a little one, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so I would terrible. say, how was your week? But I mean, I spent half of the week. With me. And, well, I spent the weekend with you, mm-hmm. so how was your week other than the weekend when we uh, went to New Orleans? Yeah, we had a good time in New Orleans. Great time, as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, per mm-hmm. usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, ugh, I got my hair done. So, oh, that was an experience. Listen, <laughs> it was an experience. Hey, everyone out there listening, it was cute. It but was. It only lasted for a couple of hours right. because she wasn't feeling it. I know. She, it was cute. She did 
they well, I was doing it up with the pictures, like the after pictures. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I was uh, posing from here, there, everywhere. The pictures look great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she did exactly what I asked her to do. You know, I just wanted to wear my natural curl pattern just to see what it was looking like. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. after two hours, I was looking like something straight out the 80s. And uh, listen, yeah, and you got to do something every day to it. And I don't, mm, you know, I'll mess the I hair say, like that. I say, look at YouTube University, get your style on, and be great. Well, I mean, when I go back to New Orleans, I'm going to go back there and get my hair done again. I'm going to try something uh, else. Like, I'm going to keep trying until I find something, you know, that you like. That I like. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's low maintenance. Okay. So, I am going to keep trying. Mm. So, how was your week? Since you've been back. Oh, my week was pretty good. I mean, I've just been tired. But other than that, it was pretty good. I messed my ankle up when we was in New Orleans. Is it still hurt? It still hurts like a mug. And I was hopping on it, you know, working out. But we got to do what we got to do. It hurt ankle and all. I got to get a brace (laughs) and, and, and push through. You know what I mean? But anyway, the week was cool. So... Listen, this week we are doing things a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's always mad shit going on. Always. It's always something to talk about because who did some shit is real. It's always somebody doing some shit. And we'll get back to that. But today's show is focusing on some shit in particular. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? Um, I'm going to do HIV 101 today. Wow. Yeah. HIV 101. Because listen, it's so important. People are out here doing it up Reckless. without consequences that we know, um, thinking that they won't get the disease and that the disease is over, that it's not plaguing us anymore, but the disease is still alive and well. And people are still getting infected with the disease. And so as you know, or if you don't know, I'm telling you now, Baby is a HIV nurse mm-hmm. and she's going to give us some information today what we should know um and shouldn't know about the disease. And so mm. yeah, we're gonna bring to you HIV one oh one. Oh so here we go. I just like to say um this week you know, we, we've been working with a skeleton crew, so um, I did a few tests this week. And um, when people are tested for HIV, we interview them. We ask them certain questions. We assess their risks and things like mm-hmm. that. And a lot of times, you know, we hear stories, you know, people really think some far-fetched things. And I don't know if there's so much far-fetched in that, you know, we have a lot more science behind HIV now. So you think mm-hmm. that people are a little more aware, but they're not. So people still, right, they really are not. So um, we still do, uh, we do a fourth generation, the Allure test, and um, there are tests that are faster, but we do the test that takes 20 minutes. And during the 20 minutes that the client was waiting for his results, he went and looked up everything I said. And mm-hmm. he, When I gave him his results, he told me, he said, man, the things you were saying were like so good. I just couldn't believe they were true. And he Mm -hmm. said, but you were right. And I just looked at him like, yeah, okay. Like, 
I do this, but um, I've been working at HIV for 30 years. Can you believe it? Mm. I know. No. 30 years. That's how quick the time. It does. That's how quick the time goes. And also, you know, before we even get into it, me and Bibi are not only cousins, but we used to work together. She was my um, boss. She likes to say that I was her boss. I was not her boss. She was. We, I, I never look at people like, you are, I'm the boss, we are partners. Um, we used to work together in this field, uh, Babi, a lot more knowledgeable than I was at the time, um, and through her and through the work that we did at the organization that we uh, worked at, I grew to know so much about the disease became a tester uh, and counselor myself at one time and um, really just took to caring for the people who were affected and affected by the disease. Mm -hmm. And so we thought that today this information was just so important to share with you. So let's get to it. So for the people that don't know, what is HIV? Well, HIV stands for Human Immunodeficiency Virus. And that is very important because we can learn a mm -hmm. lot from a name. Um, the first thing is uh, the H is human. So, you know, not dogs, cats, Indians, and, you know, monkeys, chiefs, all of that. It's a human condition. Um, so immunodeficiency, it just means your immune system is deficient and it is a virus. A virus is a living thing. It's out here trying to make it just like every other living thing. It does what it has to do mm -hmm. to survive just like every other living thing. So, um, HIV, human immunodeficiency virus, it's not rocket science. Okay. So what is AIDS? Now, AIDS is Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. Now, acquired, of course, means that you get it. HIV is not something that's passed down from generation to generation, you know, like diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, things like that. It means you, each individual acquires it themselves um, from, mm -hmm. from an infected person. Immunodeficiency, again, means your immune system is deficient, not as able to fight off germs and bacteria as a healthy immune system. And a syndrome is, um, I like to call it a collection of illnesses. It's a, a, it's a collection of things. So you have one thing, which is this HIV virus, and that one thing is causing many things. So it's not just causing immunodeficiency, but the virus and the immunodeficiency are causing so many other things to happen. So that's why they call it a syndrome and not acquired immune deficiency disease, because it's not mm -hmm. one thing causing one thing. It's one thing causing many things. Now, when you get an AIDS diagnosis, do you get rid of AIDS? Um, no. So HIV and AIDS is not the same thing. So mm -hmm. when you test positive for HIV, you're said to be HIV positive. Mm -hmm. You receive an AIDS diagnosis and some people receive it the same day because they're diagnosed when they're very sick. 
So Mm -hmm. you don't receive an AIDS diagnosis until and unless your, we call them T cells or CD4 cells. They're one of your white blood cells. When those counts fall below 200 and you have at least one opportunistic infection. So um, an opportunistic infection is just what it sounds like. It's a, it's a, a sickness that people with healthy immune systems normally don't get. And what it is is that infection is taking advantage of the fact that your immune system can't fight back. Um, Carposi mm-hmm. sarcoma, that's the little lesions that was made popular from the movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Um, mm-hmm. Thrush, just like babies get thrush, HIV patients also can get thrush in their mouth. And if you know mm-hmm. somebody with thrush, they can also get it if they're diabetic. So don't be going around here yelling at, you know, thinking, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> be positive, whatever. Um, but thrush is also an AIDS defining illness. Um, the it used to call, be called PCP, but now they call it PJP. Uh, it's a form of pneumonia that we consider an mm-hmm. AIDS-defining illness. Um, cytomegalia virus, MAC, that's like an eye disease. So there are certain opportunistic infections, and you have to have both. Both a CD4 count below 200 and at least one opportunistic infection to be diagnosed with AIDS. Now, you can get better. You can, okay. you can recover. Your CD4 counts can go back up through the roof even, and you can recover from any of the opportunistic infections, but you will keep an AIDS diagnosis until you die because it just tells your medical providers that at one time your immune system Mm -hmm. was greatly compromised, and they need to know that with treatment. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I would say, is there a difference between HIV and AIDS? But I think that you explained that right. um, very well. Right. So then we talk about where HIV lives in the body. So do you know the four fluids? I know you know the four fluids. They are blood, right? semen, right? vaginal secretions, right? And breast milk. And breast milk. Right. So those are um, the four fluids that the virus is uh, predominantly found in. There are There is another fluid. Um, it's the cerebral mm-hmm. spinal fluid. Uh, but we don't really talk about that uh, when we talk about HIV 101 because the way that you acquire the virus is through the exchange of fluids from an infected person to another. So, you know, you don't just mm-hmm. be going over somebody's house and be like, hey, boo, let me give you a spinal tap. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, um, but it's important to know that H- the virus can be found in the cerebral spinal fluid because when a person is uh, HIV positive and or has AIDS, and if their viral load is high, that's the amount of virus in their body fluids if their if their viral count is high the cerebral spinal fluid feeds the brain so that's what causes okay. the hiv related dementia okay? okay but you don't you can't acquire the virus you know that way so but the four modes of transmission how you get it is mm-hmm. through sex with an infected person needle sharing mother to child transmission and blood transfusions. Mm-hmm. So let's go through all of these things. 
Number one, sex is sex. Oral sex, right. anal sex, vaginal sex, you know, mutual masturbation. It is all sex. And when you are exchanging fluids with someone mm-hmm. else and you are not protected with some kind of barrier between your fluids and the other person's fluids, you... You can. I mean, you're susceptible to the virus. It's right. as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when people are said to be what we call undetectable, that means they have like less than 20 copies of the virus in the middle of their right. blood. So the CDC now has this thing says um, undetectable equals uh, non-transmittable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is harder to be infected so it is harder to be infected when you're viral when you have an undetectable viral load it's harder to transmit if you have an undetectable okay. viral load um but but, but, but you, you still, still can, can yes right? you still can okay. and that's why and it's also important to protect yourself you know when you go right. into relationships just assume everybody has everything and proceed yes. and proceed that way you know mm-hmm. so um the other way is needle sharing and needle sharing is a lot. You know, people think drug addicts automatically, but it's not just drug addicts. No, people inject needles, addicts. people, um, and in the gym with the testosterone and the metabolic steroids, the tattooing, mm-hmm. um, oh, people, diabetics share insulin yes. and supplies, things like that. So mm-hmm. all of those things mm-hmm. put you at risk for acquiring not just HIV, but also hepatitis C. And hepatitis mm. C is much easier to get than HIV. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also a deadly disease because you need your mm-hmm. liver to live. I tell people all the time, hepatitis C affects your liver. And, I mean, your liver is so important, they couldn't even come up with a fancy name for it. Live, liver. Right. You know it's just I mean? liver. It's <laughs> just liver. Uh-huh. So, um, live. <laughs> er, er. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so... The other way is mother-to-child transmission. Now, this can happen mm-hmm. two ways. It can either happen during, in utero, but that doesn't really happen often, during, or during the birthing process, mm-hmm. um, or through breastfeeding. Now, I want to talk about breastfeeding first, because people will say, oh, if you HIV positive, why would you breastfeed? And... The fact of the matter is, in some cultures, if you don't breastfeed your child, you know, you're shown. Your child doesn't eat. Or, or your child doesn't mm-hmm. eat. Or, or you're sh- you know, it's very important to them to breastfeed. Or you can't afford it. Your child doesn't eat. And it is a risk, you know, that they're mm-hmm. willing to take. Or to take. If, I mm-hmm. don't, if I don't breastfeed, everybody's going to know I'm HIV positive. Or, mm-hmm. you know, so there are a lot of things that go into consideration with um, some people and breastfeeding their baby. Now, do they give mothers, because it's a mode of transmission, do they give mothers medicine while they're pregnant so that it could be less of a chance that they transmit the disease to their um, child? Absolutely. So if you're HIV positive and you're in treatment, you take medication every day for the rest of your life. And Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, if you take, and now we have, where we used to take 20, 30 pills a day, we used to call Mm -hmm. them cocktails and all that kind of stuff. Now, Mm -hmm. most people are down to one pill once a day. 
It's just like taking a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and pretty much HIV is so simple. If you take your medicine every day, like you're supposed to, mm-hmm. you're not going to have any problems. So mm-hmm. pregnant or not, you need to take your medicine. That's one thing. The other thing with pregnancy, one is in the natural scheme of pregnancy, um, mother and baby's fluids never mix. Their, mm-hmm. their bloods don't mix. Um, but mm-hmm. things happen because... The baby grows fast, even though nine months doesn't seem like a fast, but it is. And cells replicate Mm -hmm. quickly. Um, The birthing process itself is traumatic, so membranes may break. And, you know, so there's a possibility for those bloods to mix. Um, Mm -hmm. But a woman today, a woman who is HIV positive and is pregnant, if she gets no prenatal care at all none zip zero zilch does not know she's hiv positive and she just shows up to the er when she's in labor there's only a 25 mm-hmm. percent chance that baby will be will get HIV, hiv infected okay or will, will seroconvert that's what we call it so mm-hmm. because initially the testing will be positive for the baby because the baby is born with their mother's immune system Mm. Okay, so the baby will test positive, but they don't always seroconvert into being HIV positive. So that's 25% chance, no care at all. Okay, same situation. Mom's pregnant. She's HIV positive. She doesn't know it. She goes into labor. They find out she's treated with medication during labor. Mm -hmm. And then the baby is treated when the baby is born. So okay. the it chances, reduces. exactly, it goes down from like a 25% chance to maybe a 10% chance. Okay. Um, but if a mother is HIV positive, and that's why the recommendation, the medical recommendation is that all obstetricians test now in the first, second, and yeah. third trimester of the pregnancy. Because if the mother is tested, she finds out she's HIV positive. She starts the medication as soon as possible. The baby is treated when the baby is born. There's a less than 1% chance that baby will seroconvert. Mm-hmm. It hardly ever happens anymore. Now, last year, we did have a baby that seroconverted. And I mean, like, everybody was calling you know, mm-hmm. the national organizations and everything because we just don't see it anymore. You know, they want right. to know exactly what happened. So that's mother-to-child transmission. And then, of course, blood transfusions because all blood, when you donate blood, you're given a questionnaire. Depending on how you answer those questions, they will still take the sample. They may throw it. They test it. They test you for diseases and things like that because you may not know you have them, and then they'll throw the sample away. They won't even use mm-hmm. it. Um, but some people who um, give a sample, you know, all the blood all the blood is tested. and But some people may donate at a time where they're seroconverting and it comes up negative because they don't have enough antibodies to show up on the test. So it's like a less than 4% chance, so, but it still happens. Okay. You know, but it's a very but I was slim say, chance. What do they do? What do they do? If they take the blood sample and then you don't test positive and like you said, you test positive like at a later date because you don't have enough antibodies to show up, they don't then go back and retest that blood, right? No, they don't. So, um, I mean, it happens. It's a slim chance. You cannot get HIV Mm -hmm. by giving blood. You cannot. But um, receipt. So they always say like if you're having elective surgery, 
they want you to come give blood so it's your own blood like if something happens you need blood you can give your own blood back but that's if mm-hmm. you know you're going to need it or may need it you know most mm-hmm. of the time surgeon surgeries are emergent and you know not like you can play it like you know oh i plan to get into a car accident next tuesday right <laughs> right <laughs> so so yeah. Those are the four modes of transmission. Right. Now, now, now mind you, I did not mention mosquito bites, bad hamburger, toilet seats, doorknobs, cups, Mm -hmm. straws, plates, all of that stuff. No. No. Sweat. Nothing wrong with the gym. Might get a little mercer. But, you know, HIV. You won't get HIV. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And and that was a big thing. That was I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because it was such a huge thing when HIV first came around that people could get it any kind of way. Right. But it is true or is it not true that like once the virus hits the air, it dies Um, or. Yes, that's pretty much true. Um, HIV cannot survive outside of the body. Cannot. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just going to give an example. I cut my finger. I bleed on the table. Um, there's a little bit of blood. By the time I go get, you know, some Clorox and wipe it up, you know, by the time I get back to it, the HIV is pretty much ineffective, dead. However, right. that's not the case for hepatitis. If you don't mm-hmm. use bleach, you can wipe it. If you wiped it up with a paper towel and you're um, hep C positive, hepatitis can mm-hmm. live up to two weeks yeah. outside the body. And you can put your mm-hmm. hand on that thing later, have a cut in your hand and get hepatitis so um that's why they tell you when you have hepatitis c don't share razors toothbrushes um, right you know, exactly all that kind of okay. stuff like that you know don't be getting your weight into a tail on um right right <laughs> <laughs> is that my toothbrush um. right so is the virus contagious hiv is not contagious HIV is infectious. There is a difference. Okay. The common cold is contagious. You can be in the mm-hmm. room and it, contagious means you can get it by direct or indirect contact. You don't have to touch mm-hmm. the person or anything. You know, that's contagious. Chicken pox mm-hmm. is contagious. You know right. what I mean? But HIV is infectious. You have to have something going on with the other person. You have to exchange those fluids, and those fluids have to be uh, fresh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, so <laughs> they, they just have to be fresh. So it's not contagious. It's infectious. You have to have, and it's, like I said, people sweating, crying. You can give them a hug and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You're not going to get HIV. Right. Right. So, um, you know, so we talk about how you get HIV, but it's one important thing to know, and that is HIV is 100% preventable. uh, You do not have to get the disease. You do not. And people really don't understand that HIV is the one thing that's killing millions and millions of people, infecting millions of people. And it's 100 percent preventable. Now, with cancer, there are things that you can do to reduce your risk, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not 100 percent preventable. Mm -hmm. Diabetes, you can reduce your risk, but it's not 100 percent preventable. But HIV is it's 100 percent preventable 
And most people um, acquire HIV through sexual contact. Most, mm-hmm. most people. So, you know, I've been at this a long time. Remember when you was my boss when I was in the speaker's bureau and you used to tell me where to go? <laughs> and Yeah, she's been doing HIV 101 a long time. A long time. So I came mm-hmm. up with Babi's rules for safer sex. Now, when, oh. when I used to do HIV 101... Every I'd be like, oh, here we go. It's time for Babi's rules for safer sex. And everybody be like, use condoms. And I'd be like, see, that's your problem. You're fast. Uh, we, ain't even, right. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't even got there yet. You know what I mean? Like, come right. on. That is like so far down the line. You know, mm-hmm. use condoms. What are you talking about? And then they would say, oh, no sex. Well, abstinence is not safer sex. Abstinence. Right. It's no sex. It's no sex. And who wants right. to look like that? I mean, really. But, I mean, let's just be real. Right. You know, nobody really wants to live, live like that. You're fast. Exactly. But, you know. So, um, rule number one. And I'm telling you, this is free. Podcast family. You can have this. I'm not even going to charge you. Okay. Rule number one for safer sex. Know your partner's last name. That was a gem. Know your partner's last name. That is so important. You know, when things happen, and I mean, Mm -hmm. we joke about it and things like that, but this is a very serious, look at Maury, Maury Rich. Right. You know what I mean? And you know why them kids is 17, 18, just coming on Maury? Because it just took you all them years to find out Pookie's name was Donald Jackson. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you people. It's like when you say, you know Donald Jackson, people be like, uh-uh. mm, who that? Uh-uh. As soon as you say, you know Pookie from 30th Street, it's right. like, ah. He tried a That's gray Cadillac. Thing. Right. 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 So we know mm-hmm. all these things about people that we sleep with mm-hmm. and not their name. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy to me, but hey. All I'm saying is just ask a couple <laughs> questions. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, are you spelling Thompson with a P? You, you know right. what I mean? Something. Because <laughs> it happens. And I mean, I remember, well, you know, in New Jersey, we have the partner notification program. Mm-hmm. And, you know. What, Which is? What, what they do is if somebody tests positive, they ask people, you know, who they've had sex with in the last six months and would you like us to contact them? It is confidential and anonymous. They just go to the person and say, it's come to our attention that you may have um, become in contact with HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. Would you like to be tested? And mm-hmm. uh, my friends at the part of the notification program, they used to have me crying. You hear me? And these meetings talk about, <laughs> oh, yeah, because... We was in Newark today looking for John John. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How many you know John I mean? Johns live in he Newark? He hang out at the square. Right. <laughs> he hang out at the square. You know what I mean? He looked like this, that, and right. the third. You know what I mean? John John can't get no haircut or that throws everything off. Right. You know what I mean? Just like right. <laughs> And then recently, uh, a friend of mine, a colleague, she said um, a girl inboxed her. At saying that she's like pregnant 
by her son and gave his nickname and was like, can you tell me his real name? Mm. What? Mm. Wait, she was pregnant she, by the colleague's son and she didn't know his real name right. and she was carrying his baby? Or allegedly, right. And this was recently. I was going to say, if you don't know that a person's, if you don't know a person's real name, how I really know you carrying my baby? Because this you, is what I'm, and this is why Maury but, okay. is rich. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. It, that's all. But these And the thing rules. is, is I don't know why I'm acting so Surprise. shocked. Because <laughs> when we worked in the field together, the stuff that I heard was mm-hmm. really mind boggling. It really was. Right. And it was sad. It was just mind-boggling. It was sad just because, like you said, a person doesn't even know another person's last name. Right. And I'm going to tell you, doing um, HIV counseling and testing is rough because, and Mm -hmm. I am, you know, I joke about things or whatever, but I am very non-judgmental. People say, and they Mm -hmm. always say, oh, I just feel like I can tell you anything. And in my mind, I'd be like, please stop. You know, yeah. but I need all the information so that I can assess right. the risk so that I can help you reduce your risk. You know, but mm-hmm. I have heard, which is probably why I, I can't be in a relationship today. But anyway, rule number one, know your partner's last name. Okay. Okay. What else you got? Rule number two. This is important. No, it's not condoms. You're fast. Wait. <laughs> Talk about sex. Please talk about sex. Now, recently, maybe like last year was winter time. I went on a date and like after the date, the guy kind of like expected sex to me. That's what I was getting. You know what I mean? And I was just Mm -hmm. looking at him like, what? And he was like, what's up? And I'm like, what's up? (laughs) Is this what's (laughs) happening to me? What is going on? Like, I am so confused right now. Um, But they just kind of expect it and you know the language now is oh no that's we hooked up it was something you know whatever yeah, like no we made out right like yeah. nobody is talking about sex it is important to talk about sex the more you talk about sex the more you can learn about the other person where he or mm-hmm. she has been what he or mm-hmm. she is into you know how you think we or he or she what they may have whatever you know what I mean and talk about exactly. more than when you gonna do it? How you gonna do it? How long you gonna do it? You know what I mean? And how? When was the last time you did it? No, right. You need to listen exactly. extensively to people's sexual history right. and talk about sex. Just to add on to you, I know these are your rules, but and talk about sex early on. Yes, I don't think that it is not. You know, like I I have some people that I know in my life, and they like he wanted to talk about sex. All you want? No, it's you can't look at it like that. You have to exactly. Exactly what Babi just said. You have to listen to a person to know where they've been, what they've been doing, and who they've been doing it with. Exactly. And getting that information out early. Because here's the thing. When you meet somebody early on and you start talking about sex, they more free to kind of tell you. Because they don't know you. Mm-hmm. You know, so they just mm-hmm. saying whatever. But when a person mm-hmm. gets to know you and then they say, oh, she might be approved about this or he might right. not like they this. They be judgmental. They withhold exactly. information exactly. from you. So that's why it's important to talk about it and not like talk about it like so when we when we screwing right like that but just talk about sex in general you know hey you like threesomes right 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 you ever had a threesome you have sex with a man exactly you know just things of that nature that you would need to know exactly and i'm gonna tell you right now 
you know, when we do HIV counseling and testing, one of the first things we ask when we assess risk is, do you have sex with men, women, or both? And mm-hmm. so many times, you know, they'll, you know, a man will be like, I don't have sex with no men, you know, and women be like, I don't have sex with no women. And, you know, but if you participate in groups or threesomes, you know, and somebody in that group or threesome is the same gender as you, then you have sex with the same gender. You know, mm-hmm. it's yes, you do. Yes. You know, so mm-hmm. a lot of times they say no, but they really do. And that's important. So you do have mm-hmm. to talk about sex. And it's also important very early on when you talk about sex to um, learn about a potential partner's attitude towards condoms and protection. Exactly. Because negotiating condoms when you're about to get it in, like, that's not the right time. At all. It's, it's not the right time. And birth control pills aren't condoms. That's all I'm saying. Right. So, um, and you could also talk about testing. Have you ever been tested? Like, there's a lot of things to talk about way before you have sex. And I know people really aren't waiting you know, nowadays, a lot of people don't really mm-hmm. wait to have sex. But um, in that first half hour, you know what I mean? While you're waiting for the food to come, whatever. Y'all need to be talking Get about to know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so rule number three, safer sex. It's still not condoms. Oh, you're fast. You're fast. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, rule number three is look at it. All right. Yes. It's time out for doing it in the dark under the covers at night. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you have to look. Now, I happen to like anatomy. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I look at all kinds of stuff, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it is important that you look. You know, when you, you know how when you meet somebody, what's first thing we look at? Fingernails and feet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's on their feet? And their fingernails and their, their teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at ears. I look for um, hair growing out their nose and ears and stuff like that. Because, you know, I need to know you room. But anyway. Mm. <laughs> no hair on the knuckles. <laughs> yes. I like, uh, yes. episode two, online dating. Yes. But go ahead. <laughs> but um, you have to look at it. And I'm not saying you can't always see disease. You can't. Right. However, if you know a penis shaft it's supposed to be smooth and dry and theirs is like smooth and dry-esque but wet and bumpy somewhere. <laughs> right. It's a problem. <laughs> right. You, you know what? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. And I don't care what they say it is. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, okay. Well, when that clears up or something. Yeah, call me. You know, or exactly. something. And same thing goes for the women. Now, and I tell the men, exactly. if you smell something before you do something, I strongly suggest you don't do nothing. That's just yeah. me. <laughs> don't just keep going. That's just me. Like, if you can't even get into it good and you already smell something, mm, ee, no. <laughs> and don't forget that this episode is HIV 101, but there are other STDs that That's people right. carry. That's right. And so when you are looking, you you like like Baby said, you can't see HIV, but you can see herpes if it's an exactly. outbreak. You know, you can see genital warts when it's an outbreak. Mm-hmm. You know, it you can see a green discharge. Mm-hmm. That's a little graphic, but I'm just saying those are the things. things that you right, you those yes. are the things that you can see. 
pregnancy. And so, for you know, that's why it's important mm-hmm. to look at it. Yes. So um, herpes is very prevalent. And it's important to know that you can um, get herpes from someone without having actual intercourse. Also, syphilis is really on the rise. So if you mm. see somebody and they have rashes on their hands or like some kind of like little body rash or, you know, that's second phase syphilis. So, you know, but it's mm. really on the rise. A lot of people have um, syphilis now and are being treated okay. for it. So, um, so that's rule number three. Rule number three is look at it. Look at all of it. Mm-hmm. Make a game of it. Do mm-hmm. something. You know. So rule number four. Use some kind of barrier. You know, everybody yes. has 50 million excuses of why they can't use condoms. And I mean, you know what? Save it for your mama. Because mm-hmm. no sex is that good. No, no sex. At all. No sex is that good. No. I, I don't care. No sex is that good. So there are people who are in monogamous relationships who, you know, they get tested together and all this little kumbaya stuff. And that's wonderful. And they choose together not to use condoms. Mm-hmm. And it works for them. That is wonderful. You know, and then we have, um, I have people who use condoms the relationship progressed. They're monogamous. They stop using condoms. Somebody gets an STD, and now they have to reintroduce condoms back into the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. It's very difficult, but we do help mm-hmm. with that. We talk. We we do like teach them what to say and negotiating skills and things like that uh, because it's mm-hmm. necessary. And all I'm saying is, and I'm not judging anybody. You know, I have patients who are homosexual, heterosexual. Use substances, married, mm-hmm. you know, divorced, remarried, married with three mm-hmm. girlfriends, married with ten boyfriends, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, married to their pimp, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? So there's just so many situations going on. So you have to use a barrier, um, even for oral sex. You know, people, a lot of people don't know about dental dams. Um, but they exist, so you don't have to go out and buy them. They have them in flavors, though. Um, but you could take a condom and cut. Yeah, you could cut the condom and just open the condom up like a square and use it as a dental dam. But you need some kind of barrier until you know that the person is STD free. Right. You need a barrier. So uh, natural condoms, we don't suggest you use because natural condoms are porous, which means they have holes, which means mm-hmm. uh, fluid can get through the holes so they don't protect you the way that a latex or a polyurethane condom can. And if you're allergic to latex, 99 times out of 100, you're not allergic to polyurethane. So there are condoms mm-hmm. now made out of polyurethane. The female condom is made out of polyurethane. The female condom is... Uh, Large. It doesn't have that tight Large. base around mm-hmm. the penis. So if your partner doesn't mm-hmm. like that tight base around the penis, you can use female condoms. Um, you lubricate the condom on the inside and outside. I always suggest mm-hmm. that you try it more than once, preferably three or four times, because you have to get used to it. The first time it's a little awkward, mm-hmm. but you have to get mm-hmm. used to it. Um, one thing I know some women they work they do work and I know some women they really like them because you can put them in beforehand so it doesn't mess up the foreplay because they can go in like up to 45 minutes before and um, Mm -hmm. also just like your health insurance if your health insurance plan 
pays for birth control pills, your health insurance plan will also pay for the female condom if you get a prescription for yeah, it. Because so I was going to say, it. can you buy the female condom? Yes, you can buy them um, in, on like drugstore.com okay. or in your local drugstore, but it's also it's considered a contraceptive and your insurance company will pay if they pay for contraceptives. So Okay. Yeah. So Good it is information important. to know. Right. So that's so, for these rules for safer sex. Follow them. <laughs> I mean, you know, know your yes. partner's last name, talk about sex very early on, look at it and use condoms or use a barrier. That's right. Um, now let's get to testing. Mm-hmm. Testing is very important. I mean, are you positive? You're negative. And is a saying that we always say. Always. If you have never been tested for HIV, you don't know if you're HIV positive mm-hmm. or not. You know, not. and right. so testing is free everywhere in the United free. States. It's free. Free. Testing is free. It's, um, well, we use a little finger stick now, but they used to have the little or shore that you rub on your jaw. Yeah. Um, so sometimes they're painless. And even if it's a little needle stick, you'd be all right. Um, you can mm-hmm. be tested anonymously at some places, but all testing is confidential. They do confidential. not share your mm-hmm. information with anyone. The tests are mm-hmm. fast now. The Insta test takes like a minute. A rapid test takes like 20 minutes. Um, An Insta test takes one minute? One minute. I don't like it, though. It's so many steps, and you do it by the, like, right at in front of the person because it has to be done. The steps have to be done so fast. And sometimes... You know, there's a lot in the counseling session, and the 20 minutes gives you a nice time to exhale. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was going to say, because I remember my first HIV test. Oh, my god! And that was when it was two weeks yeah, it was that two, you had right. to wait. <laughs> and in two that. weeks, yeah. I said, oh, Lord, I'm dying, <laughs> and I'm never having sex again, exactly. and this is the end exactly. of my life. And it was when I sat down in that seat, and they gave me the results. It was like... Before she gave them to me, I just... And I remember I went to the library to get the test. Mm -hmm. It was free. It was confidential. I had the counseling session. And and I remember the lady said to me, Oh, you don't have anything to worry about. And I was like, Girl, you don't know how people out here living? Just because I don't have anything to worry about don't mean I know what's going on. Because you're not with your partner 24-7. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um... (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not ready, you know, me personally, even as a counselor, even working in HIV all these years, to give somebody results in a minute. You know, so I prefer the test that takes 20 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. So after you get the test, um, usually the rapid tests are accurate. We don't get a lot of false Mm -hmm. positives, um, but even still, they are... um, confirmed by a western block confirmatory test and after that then we take a pcr which actually counts the number of virus in your blood mm-hmm. um so in testing you know everybody should be tested at least once and i and people say oh i just got a physical but unless the doctor specifically says hiv is in that uh gammy of tests or labs that you have to get yeah. then you're not tested for hiv 
Um, you right. don't have to get it done in the lab because it will show people are afraid that it'll show up on their insurance and all kinds of things mm -hmm. like that, you know, so you can go anywhere. There's um, CDC.gov. You put in your zip code. They'll tell you where all the free testing spots are, you know, close to where you live. Um, so after the test, the what's next? Mm -hmm. If your test is positive. You know, as a counselor, we stay as long as we have to, you know, because mm -hmm. it is a shock to people sometimes and mm -hmm. they think that their life is over and, you know, it's a lot of stuff that go on. But I remember early in the virus, you know, when I was younger and we were literally going to funerals every day, like every mm -hmm. day, every other day there was a funeral. This person was diagnosed sick dead. Um, that person diagnosed sick dead. It, it was it was terrible. Um, mm hmm. But it's just not like that anymore. People are living right. long. They're getting married. They're having children. Um, you know, all kinds of people are live normal lives with HIV. It's it's a, a very forgiving disease. You take your medicine, you don't have to worry about it. You stop taking mm -hmm. your medicine, you'll do, you'll die a slow, miserable death. It's just as simple as that. Um, so mm -hmm. if a person tests positive, we want to get them into care and treatment. The sooner you get on medication, the better. It's as simple as that. If the test is negative and you're assessed to be at high risk, you participate in high risk behaviors often. Or if you are involved with a partner who you know is HIV positive, they have something now called PrEP, which is mm -hmm. pre-exposure prophylaxis. So you can get medication and take medication every day to prevent you from getting the virus. And if a person's at high risk, we kind of encourage them to get on PrEP. And in fact, I was mm -hmm. watching TV and they have a PrEP commercial now. Or yes, like, they do. Yeah, they have a regular, uh, yeah, so it was a PrEP commercial. That was pretty cool. So, um, and if you're at lower risk, we suggest that you get tested on a schedule. If you want to come every six months, fine. Every year, fine but just make sure that you continue to get tested because what we do when we test people is when the test especially if the test comes back positive we want to know when was the last hiv test you had that okay. was negative mm -hmm. you know because mm -hmm. that way you can pretty much put a time frame but if you say oh uh, last time i got tested i was pregnant okay pregnant with which baby my oldest she 27 Right. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? It really doesn't really doesn't help us to narrow anything down. Um but you know, it's not a death sentence. If if anything, I want to say that it's not a death sentence. I do want to say that mm -hmm. I love my work. I love my patients. Um I've been working at HIV a long time. I've only been a nurse for 12 years. So some of my former clients are now my patients but you know I never mm -hmm. lost touch with them the whole time you know it's I love what I do um but HIV is a disease that does not discriminate rich people poor At people all. white people black people green people um you know it doesn't matter it does not discriminate it's out here and you know like I said it's a hundred percent preventable you do not have to get this disease but if you do there's hope. You can live. You can live. Mm -hmm. And live well. You can live. If you choose to. Mm -hmm. live And live well. But it really is your choice. So. Well, thank you so much 
for uh, giving us <laughs> all of these tools and all of this great information and um, doing HIV 101. We hope that you have heard something in this podcast, this episode that uh, resonated with you. If you have never been tested, please make sure that you get tested. Remember that it's free, it's confidential, um, and it's quick. You can know your results. Be positive that you are negative. And, you know, I'm just going to give you the... Thanks, Bibby, because I got so much information. I knew a lot of this stuff, but man, listening to you, I I feel like (laughs) I didn't, you know, learn my testing and counseling all over again. And plus, from when I did testing and counseling, it's so much more information Mm -hmm. out there. Remember that you could go to places like cdc.gov, like uh, Bibby said. The internet is vast. Use Google. You can get all of the information you want. You can also just leave us any you know, DM us on any of our social media. If you have more questions, if you feel like you need more information, like Bibi said, she's been doing this work for 30 years. She is super knowledgeable. I mean, if you think, if you want to know, if you got a question about looking at it, I'm leave us, (laughs) um, you know, just leave us any comments, concerns, any questions. Remember you can send everything confidential to us. Uh, using our email is at we did that shit at gmail.com. It's one word we did that shit at gmail.com. Remember, you can also follow us on all social media sites. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at we did that shit. You can always follow me on my personal Twitter. It's my my 13. That's M Y M Y 1 3. And I'm at Babi Amina. That's B I B B I A M. I-N-A. Yeah, so we'll be here with an all-new episode again next week. Remember that we drop a new one every Monday, and you can find us everywhere that you can listen to your favorite podcast. Remember, we are on Anchor FM, CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere that you can Spotify. listen to. Spotify. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we don't want to forget that we on Spotify doing <laughs> Stopping with the Big Dogs. <laughs> so anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, you can surely listen to We Did That Shit. And we'll be here same time next week. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. Love you too.